Good evening and welcome to this edition of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. And each and every Sunday night, we get together for three hours. We talk about the news of the week, the events of our sometimes bizarre lives. And we do so in an entertaining, informative, and yes, unique fashion. And of course, it wouldn't be the John and Leah Show without my co-host, Leah Brandon. <laughs> Leah, I know you've had a rough week this week, but how are you on this holiday weekend? Well, you know, uh, I'm I'm so-so. I'm 50-50. Well, at least you're here, and I appreciate that. Uh, for those who are fans of the show, they know that Leah is a huge animal lover. Yeah. And you lost one of your beloved animals this week. I uh, did. Your your dog, right? Yeah, Snickers. Little Snickers. Well, I'm not going to talk too much about that right now because I want us to be able to at least get through the remainder of the program. Uh, <laughs> but I do want to talk to you about that a little bit later on. Usually the third hour is when we do our personal stuff, um, which is sometimes the best hour of the program. And uh, and I, you've, you've graciously agreed to discuss the, that heartache, um, which we will get to along with a lot of other very interesting things. But we have some good news to start the program off with, Leah. Oh, and, we do? Yeah, we Hit do. Hit me with it. Yeah. Please, please. <laughs> Well, we, we have a new affiliate to the John and Leah show. Um, as you know, Leah, we began this show um, with just one tiny little station outside of Los Angeles uh, in late October of 2014. We are now officially on 16 different stations across the country. And, you know, this has been rather strategically done. We kind of have joked that this program, which, by the way, is... Not brokered. This is we're not selling you anything. This is not your normal weekend crap. This is a real live radio talk show, the likes of which you will not hear anywhere else, especially on weekends. But we've selected the markets um, basically as a this is your life, John Ziegler. Uh, we're on our flagship in Los Angeles, KRLA. LA is where John and Leah got together for the first time at KFI in Los Angeles. Uh, yes. we're, we're on in New York, not just because it's the number one market, but it's also a place where I've been beaten up in the news media more times than anywhere else. Uh, we're on in Philadelphia, where I grew up. Uh, we're on in Pittsburgh, where I've worked and done a lot of other interesting things. We're on in uh, San Diego. Uh, because, you know, San Diego is my daughter's favorite place to go, my wife's favorite place to go. We're on in Louisville. Well, my brother lives there now, so that's great. Oh, that's aw- that's awesome. Great to hear. I know. Um, and so uh, we're also on in Louisville, which is the place where I was most famously fired. You know, I've been fired <laughs> numerous places. but And Lu- then sued. Right. Well, and won. Um, and won. And I'm on the station that fired me, WHAS in Louisville. We are on the station that fired me, at WHAS in Louisville. And tonight, for the first time, we're on in Washington, D.C., which is great, mm. not, not just because it's the nation's capital, but because I went to school there at Georgetown University. That's correct. So um, the This Is Your Life, John Ziegler mode continues. We're now on uh, WWRC in Washington, D.C. And it's interesting that we're on in D.C. for a couple of reasons, not just because I went to Georgetown, um, but I want our listeners in D.C. to check out a website because – um, and this is I, I get nothing out of this, folks. This is purely out of entertainment, uh, not having anything to do with the financial aspects of this. In fact, there's there's no profit to be made here. But if you're on, if you're listening in D.C. or frankly, if you're just listening, period, go to our website that's devoted to mocking the entire Washington Redskins nickname controversy. <laughs> uh, the, there is a couple reasons to go to the website. The website is www.redskinst.shirt. Redskins T-shirt 
Facebook.com. And you will get to see a, a T-shirt with a hilarious emblem. What we've done is we've taken the, the face of Elizabeth Warren, the Democratic senator from Massachusetts who laughably once claimed to be a Native American, and we've put her face in the Redskins logo. And over top of the logo, uh, we've put the words, if liberals get their way, dot, 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 and then the Redskins logo. And it's really pretty funny. I mean, it is a funny logo. You see Elizabeth Warren seamlessly put into the Washington Redskins iconic logo, and underneath the logo is the the words Washington Warrens, if liberals get their way, uh, Washington Warrens. So you can check that out. Uh, whether you're in D.C. or not, at our website, or it's not really our website, but it's the website that I did put together, www.redskinstshirt.com. And, of course, the best part of the whole deal is you not just get to see the, webs- the, the website and the T-shirt, you get to see my daughter, who was modeling the smaller version, the smaller size of the redskinstshirt.com T-shirt. So it's a little dated photo of her now. That was back, I think, when, <laughs> yeah. she, when she she's was growing like a weed. Yeah, she's a little over three years old now. I think she was two something when that photo was taken. But it's still worth the trip to RedskinsTShirt.com. Speaking of uh, football, obviously college football began this weekend, and you broadcast the show out of uh, Birmingham, Alabama. I do it just Correct. outside of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess they're pretty excited about uh, how the Roll Tide uh, started off the oh, season last night. Absolutely, because you know we were very much in the dark about the quarterback situation. Nick Saban wouldn't make it clear. There were three of them. We didn't know how they were going to do. But, you know, it it actually, I was pleasantly surprised because I wasn't expecting much going in. Well, it certainly appears, well, this is not really surprising. Alabama is going to be at the top of the rankings almost every year now under Nick Saban. And so I expect them to be right there to the finish. And we're going to be on in several stations in Alabama in about a month. So I expect that we'll be keeping close track uh, of how uh, the Crimson Tide does. You know, I don't have a college football team because, well, I went to Georgetown. And so we were not Division One, And so every year I, I try to pick a team. And this year it's going to be pretty easy. At least based upon the uh, the first week's results, you know, as I mentioned, obviously, you know, you and I met in Los Angeles. I live just outside of Los Angeles. My wife went to UCLA. And interestingly, this is the, the, the super bizarro world of John Ziegler connection. Uh, UCLA has a brand new quarterback named Josh Rosen. He's a true freshman. And boy, is this guy out of central casting. He uh, <laughs> is from Manhattan Beach. He's got blonde hair. Yeah. Uh, he is. Uh, he surfs on the weekend, of uh, course. Well, he's a tennis player, a surfer. Uh, mm-hmm. He, he's a. I think he's got enormous potential if he stays healthy, and you know, stays in school for four years, and I think he likely will. Uh, very good chance he'll be a Heisman candidate at some point. He started his first game yesterday, did gangbusters. But here's the part I don't even think you know. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. In eighth grade, Josh Rosen had a, um, a coach and an offensive coordinator that you're very familiar with. Who? Me. Get out. Yeah. In eighth grade, UCLA's quarterback. <laughs> How hilarious is this? In eighth grade, UCLA's star freshman quarterback. This is less than five years ago. When he was in eighth grade, he went to a private school in Palos Verdes where I ended up somehow bizarrely being the head coach, head football coach and the offensive coordinator for the 8th and 7th grade team. Uh, and here's my claim to fame with Josh Rosen. Now, I knew the kid was good. 
All right, let's. I mean, very clear. He was he was special. All right. Was he one of those entitlement kids that you talk about a lot, uh, or did he show up to work? Uh, well, he, he's he's very confident in himself. Let's put it this okay. way. He's very confident, and he's has every right to be because he is a special athlete. He made he made coaching offense very easy. <laughs> but but here's here's my claim. Throw to, the ball. Here's 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 my claim to fame with Josh Rosen. So I mean, this kid, by all tense, it looks like he may be the the star uh, as a freshman at UCLA. Uh, here's my claim to fame in the history of my coaching career, which is not very esteemed. We went six and one that year. Somehow I lost a game with a potential Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback in eighth grade in a game where somehow we only scored one touchdown. Now that's some great coaching. You got Josh (laughs) Rosen as your quarterback and we lose a game in eighth grade only scoring one time. I, you know, I remember the game very well thinking, boy, I did not coach very well in that game at all. (laughs) And not realizing just how horrifically I had coached that game (laughs) Because I don't, I think through his entire high school career, he lost like two games, and, and one of them was with you. What was in eighth grade with, with John Ziegler as his uh, head coach and <laughs> offensive coordinator. So, so UCLA is my team this year. We'll see how that goes. We we talk about a lot of different things on this program, uh, but college football is definitely one of them in the fall. Now, when we come back. Uh, one of our other mainstream uh, topics that we discuss each and every week is the race to the White House 2016. So we'll get to that when we return on the John and Leah show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. She is Leah Brandon. And if you want more information on all 16 stations on which this program is broadcast each and every Sunday night, just go to our website, www.johnandleah. Well, actually, don't do that. Go to Free Speech Broadcasting. That's the better <laughs> URL. John, you can go to John and Leah Radio, but it's easier if you just go to freespeechbroadcasting.com, uh, and you can check out all the 16 stations. By the way, eight of those 16 stations are in the top 23 radio markets. That's I'm amazing. kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> Hardly. Trust me, I'm not. Um, and But we're doing our best. This is the little engine that could, the John and Leah show. And so, you know, eight uh, stations in the top 23 markets, uh, we're, we're proud of that. Check it out at uh, freespeechbroadcasting.com. Now, one thing that we do each and every week, we take a look at the race to the White House 2016, and that recently has meant, what's up with Donald Trump? So, Leah, exactly. <laughs> Zia, Leah, answer the question, what's up with Donald Trump this week? Well, he had a busy week. Uh, He did sign that so-called loyalty pledge. The best way for the Republicans to win is if I win the nomination and go directly against whoever they happen to put up. And for that reason, I have signed the pledge. Now, the pledge works in reverse as well. So should he win the nomination, all the other GOP candidates have to support him. Also this week, during an interview with Hugh Hewitt, Trump got his foreign groups confused. Are you familiar with General Soleimani? Yes. 
I, I go ahead. Give me a little. Go ahead. Tell me. <laughs> he runs the Kuds forces. Yes. Okay. Right. Do, do you expect and I think the Kurds, by the way, have been horribly mistreated by us? No, no the not Kurds. the Kurds. The, the, the Kuds forces, the Iranian Revolutionary Guards, Kuds yes. forces, the bad yes. guys. Right. Now, Trump called that a gotcha question later on, and then he called Hugh Hewitt a third-rate uh, host. Also, Jeb Bush, (laughs) (laughs) whose poll numbers are tanking, decided to talk to Miami reporters in Spanish. And so Trump, of course, slammed him for that, and then Jeb responded. When you get right down to it, we're a nation that speaks English. And I think while we're in this nation, we should be speaking English. And that's how assimilation takes, and that's how... I mean, whether people like it or not, that's how we assimilate. We're on the verge of the greatest time to be alive. And there's one candidate in, this, in, in the Republican Party that is preying on people's angst and fears. Donald Trump's view is that the end is near. His pessimistic view is, let's close the borders, let's create tariffs, let's do this, let's do that, all based on negativity. And the net result is that all of us will suffer if that philosophy gains, gains favor. Now... Finally, a new poll this week may just make John Ziegler say, screw it and jump on board with Trump. Okay? <laughs> What's that one? Well, the poll by Survey USA oh, yes, I've seen finds that head to head, Trump beats Hillary Clinton 45% to 40. He also beats every other candidate on the Democratic side by about the same margin. All right. There's a lot to talk about there. Uh, but, let, but let's go in reverse order. Since since you specifically, which I did not know you were going to do, since you specifically mentioned the Survey USA poll yeah. uh, and re- obviously referenced me, and just so people understand my position on Trump, uh, is I'm entertained. Uh, I like the guy personally, met him. He's been supportive of my Penn State work. We've discussed mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know, look. Um, I, now, I your whole point has been he can't win. He can't, he can't win. beat Hillary. He cannot beat he Hillary. Can't beat right. uh, blah blah blah. Right. And so, and I've been saying, and and I'll give you this, Leah. You're exactly right. I have been saying, show me a poll where <laughs> Donald Trump beats Hillary, and I'll start paying attention. Yeah. Now, but here's the problem: the Survey USA poll does not do that. Uh, and I've seen headline after headline. It says Trump beats Hillary in Survey USA poll. Um, memo to the news media morons. 45 to 40 under these circumstances does not equal beats. In order to beat Hillary, you need at least 50, ideally 51 percent. Oh, oh please! For, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Splitting hairs. No, no, I'm not. Because here's why I'm not. Because if those two go up head to head in a general election, and the news media for the next year plus is beating the drum for Hillary, those 15 percent, those morons, the idiots, idiots, <laughs> are all gonna vote for Hillary. He'll lose. No, they're not. He'll lose 55. No, they're not. More on the John and Leah show when we come back on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.
Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. She is Leah Brandon. And perhaps the Rocky music is appropriate because, Leah, it's, I'm sensing that uh, you and I are going to start duking it out over Donald Trump. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that you were fully on board. Are you fully on board now? You know what? I said screw it a long time ago. All right. And here's why. All right. Only one reason. All right. And he might get in there if he does and screw us all over. You but think? The, okay. My number one issue is illegal, is illegal immigration. Right. I got it. And he's the man for it. Uh-huh. And everything else I don't care about. Fair but enough. You seal that border. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, you do realize that you have to get elected in order to be able to do anything at all about illegal immigration, right? You well, do- everybody's been wrong about him so far i got i got it and 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 look and my major objection about donald trump has been that he cannot win a general election against hillary clinton and what's incredibly frustrating to me in fact i got you know my wife is very close to where you are on this she is she's got one foot on the trump bandwagon um now there's a part of her that realizes this probably isn't going to end well but you know it's just too much fun and you know it feels too good to not go with this flow. Uh, but here's why, I, and she and I almost got in a fight because I am now getting very, very frustrated because this general election is far more winnable than I ever thought it would be. Hillary is far weaker than I ever anticipated at this point. Now, she'll get stronger once the news media, uh, you know, rallies around her and circles the wagons and just tries to destroy whoever her opponent is. But the reality is this is a very winnable election. It might be the last winnable election in our lifetimes, Leah, from a presidential standpoint. And so we're going to put all our chips on Donald freaking Trump. Now, well, who else do we have? Uh, well, we'll get to that in a second. But let's deal with Trump, because in the last segment... You said, but John, we got a new poll that says exactly what you have been saying can't happen, that Trump is beating Hillary. Well, here's the here's a number of things about this poll. And for the record, I've worked as a polling analyst for Quinnipiac University. Didn't go well. But, you know, I've also commissioned a couple of major newsmaking polls myself. I know a little bit about polling. Survey USA is not reliable because they're all automated. They don't actually have human beings talking to you. So that's number one. They have a scattershot record. Sometimes they're on. Sometimes they're way off. It might be better. But hold on a second. If you look at the rest of the results of that poll, it makes no sense. First of all, does anybody really believe that Hillary Clinton's base is 40%? Seriously? Come on. Use your brain. We just had two presidential elections where a socialist got well over 50% of the vote. Now, I know he was charismatic and half black and all that, but she's the first woman. She's getting over 40% no matter what happens. No. I don't believe it. And here's the proof of it. Bernie Sanders does better than her against Trump in that poll. That's because people don't know anything about him. Well... (laughs) So you're saying they'd rather take a socialist they know yes. no, no thing about than yes. Hillary Clinton? Yes. Well, you know what? That might be true. She's so, polarizing. Uh, okay. But, but Leah, if you use your brain, there's inherently there's something wrong with that poll. There is no possible way a Democrat only gets 40% in a presidential election. Now, here's the other key part, which you and I started arguing about in the last segment. 
Trump's at 45. Let's pretend this Survey USA poll is is accurate. I don't think it is because again, the full totality of the results don't make any sense. But let's pretend it is. Donald Trump is at his absolute apex right now. He is riding the greatest wave he's ever going to ride. He's not having to face any real competition because all the other Republican candidates are scared stiff of him because they know that if they attack him, they're going to get pulverized. All right, The media gives him whatever he wants, and he's got 100% name recognition, and he's only getting 45% against Hillary Clinton. That's Please, not, that's, it keeps going up. up. It's not enough. It keeps it's not. Going, well, we're you, how, how far away are we? Well, uh, who Who's the person, Leah? Who is the person? I mean this sincerely. Tell me the person who will, from this day forward, is not in Donald Trump's camp against the Hillary Clinton, who will be put into his camp. Where well, does he, it says where did, 25% of black respondents say they would vote for Trump over Clinton. I any, believe that number is going to rise. Based on what? Really? I, I believe Re- that number is going to rise. I, that number is false. That number is a fallacy. There is there is no possible. <laughs> okay. well, there is no possible. If I can't if I can't give you the the results no, no, of the no, no, survey, no, no, and you're going to call it false, then what can I argue no, no, about? No, 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 no. Here's I'm going to give you a reason why it's false. Survey USA's sample size is too small to be able to discern the percentage of black vote as a small percentage of that sample size. It's way outside the margin of error. It, that 25% could be 5%. It could be 45% or anywhere in the middle there. It's not a large enough number, and it makes no sense. Now, do you realize how absurd that is, Leah? You think that you're going to go into the cities of Philadelphia or New York City or any major metropolitan area with a lot of black people, and one out of every four is going to vote for Donald Trump instead? of Hispanics. Yeah, well, that's just fantasy. That is, that is, that just further proves the the absurdity of that poll. There is no way that poll is accurate. And again, the point, the point of this is, I'm going to seed. I'm going to seed it all. It's all true. Survey USA nailed it. He only gets 45%. That's not enough. Well, she gets 40. No, but. He's got 100% name recognition and is riding the crest. She's at the nadir of her campaign, and the media hasn't started to really destroy Donald Trump yet. And we're over a year away. The drip, 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 drip is they're going to paint Trump as a lunatic with his finger on the nuclear weapons. There's there's not a chance in the world Hillary doesn't beat Donald Trump. It's absurd. And, And the most likely likely scenario is once people realize Trump ain't going to win, guess what's going to happen? The rats are going to jump the ship and the Democrats are going to win the Senate, maybe even the freaking House. And Hillary's going to be sitting pretty winning an election that was incredibly winnable from a Republican standpoint with a majority in the Senate and maybe the House. Great job, people. Way to go. I hope you had fun. I hope it was worth it because you just threw the rest of the country down the toilet. And and by the way, even if he got elected, you do realize this is not a monarchy, right? You do understand that. 
This is this is the Democratic Republic, allegedly. And well, tell Obama that because yeah. he sure got all of these things done right. that can be reversed executive yeah. order. Right. I understand that. Those are different rules for Democrats than there are Republicans because the media will never let a Republican get away with it. And by the way, this is just he a, doesn't care about the media. Yeah, but this is assuming, by the way, that the same guy who's talking now ends up legislating or or governing as a president in the same fashion which I don't Listen. trust I don't trust for a second the guy is a liar he's changed well, his position about everything he's my about dad one thing was Donald the Trump same way and all it took was one Obama presidency to bring him right over to the correct side. Well, that's so fantastic. it can happen. That's great. So white males, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna increase that white male percentage from 67 percent of the vote to 71. Congratulations. That's not what we're talking about. You're talking about someone who has changed their mind. I'm just giving you an example. All right. Uh, we need to take a break. When we come back, I want to I want to address a couple of these other um, issues that you talked about in your wrap up of the week that was Donald Trump, including that pledge. And more interestingly, the battle between Trump and Bush, because I side with Trump on this one uh, big time. So you'll probably be much happier with me when we return on the John and Leah show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. She is Leah Brandon taking a a look as we do each and every week at the race of the White House 2016, which recently has meant all Trump all the time. Much to the thrill of Fox News Channel, as well as all the other cable news networks and talk radio across the country, which is not a coincidence. This thing, this Trump phenomenon is feeding on itself. And the more ratings it gets, the more media outlets jump after those ratings, including alleged conservatives, alleged conservatives like Rush Limbaugh, like Sean Hannity, like Matt Drudge, like Ann Coulter, like Mark Levin. There's, those are all people who have been at the very most charitable, soft on Trump, if not promoting him feverishly. By the way, they, those all happen to be friends with one another. That's not a coincidence. And they all happen to be very commercially driven. This program's not commercially driven. This is truth driven. And, you know, I'm very conflicted, as you can tell, Leah, about Donald Trump, because I love a lot of what he's doing. I love the illegal immigration stuff. I love the I hate the media stuff more than you can possibly imagine. (laughs) There's a part of me that would love to see him be the nominee just for the entertainment of it. Okay. (laughs) But but I really I I don't want to lose this election because it's going to mean It might mean the difference between this country existing throughout my lifetime and the lifetime of my three-year-old daughter and not as we know it. And to throw that all away on Donald Trump, who has no chance, in my view, of beating Hillary Clinton, and even if he did win, I don't think he would be what he is pretending to be because I don't trust him, uh, is a a travesty. But uh, with that said, I'm going to say a couple nice things about Donald Trump here. The pledge deal. Now, the pledge deal went as well as Donald Trump could possibly have imagined, and he's not nearly smart enough to have planned it out this way. He got all of the street cred for, in that first debate, 
saying, nope, not me. I'm not going to sign your filthy <laughs> pledge. Uh, you know, I'm the bad boy. I'm the only one that's not going to sign it. Go screw yourselves. He Treat got, me right or else. Right. I, I want I want that leverage, <laughs> which was exactly. unbelievable. I, I, unbelievable. <laughs> An unbelievable thing to say in a Republican debate. I want leverage to be able to screw you people. That, <laughs> that's what he just, he, and, and his He's poll, a good negotiator. And his poll numbers went up. I mean, yep. that's, that's amazing. I got to applaud that. I, I have to applaud just the sheer audacity of that. Then, now that you know we're in between debates because we got another one coming up, he signs the pledge fairly silently so that anybody who might have wanted to jump on the bandwagon but was concerned about a third-party run can now get rid of that excuse, right? So he's eliminated a huge reason why a lot of Republicans would never consider supporting him because they think they're going to get and you know and get backstabbed in the end by him running as a third party. But here's the He best. needed to get his name on the ballots too. Well, that's a that, there are a couple of states where if he didn't do this, he wouldn't be able to get on the ballot. But mm-hmm. here's the best part from Trump's perspective. From Trump's perspective, this is meaningless if he still wanted to run as a third party. Now, I shouldn't say meaningless. It would make it a little bit more difficult logistically depending on when he dropped out of the Republican race. But as far as the leverage, he still has the leverage because, yes, he does. because nobody's got none of his fans are going to hold it against him if he tears uh-uh. the tears up the pledge and says screw you. In fact, they'll <laughs> applaud him. So he wins every single way on this, right? <laughs> yep. It's amazing. No, nope. I mean pledge. Good gosh. Well, this is nothing. All right. So so he wins on the pledge on you you it. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, look, Hugh Hewitt did ask him a gotcha question. It, yep. it, I mean, it was, he was clearly trying to embarrass him. Um, and, you know, he saw what happened to Megyn Kelly. You get in a fight with Donald Trump, it's good for your ratings. Trump's response that Hewitt's got bad ratings, or in comparison to other talk show hosts, is juvenile. I mean, Donald, I'm sorry, not everything in the world, you're, whether you're right or wrong on, or some, on something, is not determined by your ratings, all right? I mean, in all seriousness, Donald Trump thinks... And, you know, I understand this because he lives in New York City and in the media world, this is what dictates all of life. How are your ratings? But there are certain things like right and wrong, and there's still some value of knowing basic facts. But this isn't going to hurt Trump either <laughs> because none of his fans knew who the hell you, you it was talking about. Well, I do the news every day, and I don't know who the cuds are. Right. I know who the Kurds are. This was ridiculous. They right. never asked the Democrats Anything like that. Right. It's not going to hurt Trump at all. Pathetic. And it's one of those things that would have hurt a normal candidate, a real candidate like Marco Rubio or Scott Walker or Ted. I don't really like Ted Cruz, but I do consider him a real candidate who might win. If any of those guys responded the same way to Hugh Hewitt, their candidacy would be over because people yeah. have higher expectations for them. We're not expecting anything from Trump because we know he's a buffoon. That's why we like him. So. Trump doesn't lose on that either. Now, the, the battle with Jeb, I find this to be hilarious. I loved this. I uh, loved it. I mean, first of all, Jeb, Jeb is— What an idiot. Oh, I don't— God. Here's my theory on Jeb. I think Jeb still thinks it's 1988. Yeah, I, he is so out of touch. He is—and you and, here, and this is serious. When your father is vice president and then president, you live in a bubble. 
All right? You, you live in a bubble. And, and when your brother then becomes president for eight years, that bubble continues. And once you're governor of Florida, you are encased in a bubble. So you have no clue about how the real people think or how they vote or how they react to certain situations. He still thinks that the same things that worked in 1988 will work today. And Trump is running circles around him because yeah. Trump understands we don't live in that world anymore, big boy. That's and, right. And, you know, the, the classic example was the commercial that Jeb trotted out on the web against Trump. Let's play that because I guarantee you Jeb and probably his closest advisors thought this is going to bring down Trump. <laughs> We've got him now. We're going to bring out the big machinery, folks. <laughs> Here we go. Trump is a goner now. Play this commercial. I lived in New York City and Manhattan all my life, okay? So, you know, my views are a little bit different than if I lived in Iowa. Partial birth abortion. I'm very pro-choice. I am pro-choice in every respect and as far as it goes. As far as single payer, it works in Canada. It works incredibly well in Scotland. The fact is that 25% for high-income people, it should be raised substantially. Who would you like representing the United States in a deal with Iran, with this regime there? Well, I think Hillary would do a good job. Uh, Hillary Clinton, I think, is a terrific woman. I mean, I'm a little biased because I've known her for years. Yeah, I know her very well. She's very talented. and I live in New York. She lives in New York. And I've known her and her husband for years, and I really like them both a lot. Do you identify more as a Democrat or a Republican? Well, you'd be shocked. If I said that in many cases, I probably identify more as a Democrat. Well, then why are you a Republican? I have no idea. I, I lived in New York City and Manhattan all my life, okay? So, you know, my views are a little bit different than if I lived in Iowa. Now, that commercial in 1988 would have destroyed Donald Trump's candidacy for the Republican presidential nomination. That's right. Uh, uh, without a question. And I guarantee when the Bush people put that thing out, they high-fived each other like, oh, We're going to get him! <laughs> We're going to take him down! <laughs> no more Donald Trump to worry about, guys! <laughs> and of course, Jeb was the absolute worst person to possibly put out this commercial. One, because he's perceived rightly as the establishment, part of the, oh, yes. the machine, but also so here's a guy who two years ago gave Hillary Clinton a major, an award. And a major award. Here's the guy who has a brother who refers to Bill Clinton as his brother from another mother. There you uh, go. Jim, what were you thinking? You, so, of course, and Trump, because you got to love him, he knows exactly where to attack. He goes right there, right after him, right there on the Clinton love. And, you know, who wins that battle? I think Trump won. Trump won. Of e course. Trump won easily. And the implosion, and that's what this has been, the implosion of Jeb Bush is by far the most important long-term story in the Republican nominating process, assuming Trump doesn't end up winning the nomination, which I still don't think that he will, although I'm now of the belief that it is possible. Uh, I put it in somewhere around the 10 to 15 percent possibility that he could <laughs> somehow win. I, I know it's, it's, it's really paining me. 10 to, to say 15. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I was at zero three weeks ago? Yes. Boy, you've really come up. Well, I, I, I don't know who's going to win the nomination. And I've never said this in my lifetime. Yeah, I don't either. I, I don't either. I, I, because I, I can make a much stronger argument 
if you take a look at all of the candidates, I can make a much stronger argument why each of them will not win the nomination than than I can for anyone who will win it. But Jeb, you know, it's it's becoming difficult to even understand what his path is at this point. I, um, for Jeb to win, you know, he I, I think Trump has to implode. Because yeah. because with Trump at the levels he's at right now, Trump has the, the leverage to destroy Jeb in every battle they have. Because with Trump so high in the polls, it makes Jeb look small and desperate and therefore unpresidential. If if Trump were be, to be reduced in size, let's say he went down to 10, 15 percent, then maybe Jeb could get some footing. But right now, every time there's an attack counterattack between <laughs> Jeb and Trump, it's it's like that. It's like a nerd going up against the cool kid <laughs> in school, right? Jeb is a eunuch, right? Let's there. There's no doubt about that compared Trump, to him. Trump couldn't ask for a better foil than <laughs> Jeb Bush. I mean, it, it's it really amazing. All right, more when we come back on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. <laughs> 